0: Good evening and welcome to Everything F One's podcast. Depending on where you are listening to us from today, uh, today we've got quite an eventful show, uh, quite an eventful talk, actually, about what's happened at the weekend, uh, and of course all the latest breaking news from across the paddock. Uh, today with me we've got Coops, uh, and we do have Joe. So Hello. let's let's have a have a talk to them first. H- how are you, Coops? Have you have you had a busy week this week? No, just the usual, working. It wasn't working. It's uh, then, it, it's been an eventful week in the Formula One world, so that's probably distracted us from most of the uh, most of the kind of boredom uh, of yeah, lockdown they, that that you might they, be having. They haven't
1: been they haven't been very good with the timings. They should wait a couple of hours and let us all get out of bed and get organised. <laughs> and Tell us what's going on.
0: Breaking news uh, at seven o'clock in the morning. What the? What were they thinking? I
1: know what were they thinking. <laughs> How yeah. dare they? I'm uh, lucky, I just woke up. I'm like what? When I first saw the Hamilton news, I was like, "That's ah, a
0: joke." Ah, yeah. uh,
1: something's right now. Uh, that's a meme. That's a meme.
0: Yeah. It was too early, wasn't it? Absolutely. It didn't seem real. Uh, Joe, how are you?
2: I am good. I'm busy. And uh, yes, it's been a very, very busy one week.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It certainly uh, breaks the monotony of lockdown anyway. Uh, but welcome everyone that's uh, that's watching us. Thank you very much for joining, joining us today. If you do have any questions for us, fire them away into the comments and we will try and touch on as many of them as possible. Possible. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about everything, hopefully. Uh, uh, and Absolutely. If, if you've got anything that we might might have missed, let us know, and we can discuss that too. So, moving on, first to uh, the latest breaking news. Well, that's that's the best way to do it. Uh, the latest breaking news uh, from around the paddock. We have. Uh, well, first of all, it happened on Monday morning that Lewis Hamilton was tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so he'd con- uh, he been in contact with somebody with the uh, virus uh, and tested positive on the Monday morning, so after the weekend at Bahrain. Uh, so he's had to self-isolate and he'll probably be self-isolating for, well, at least this race, but it may even be the final race in Abu Dhabi. Um, what were your thoughts about that when that came in, Coops? So obviously, you, you said he you thought it was a joke at first.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, anything that Hamilton does, or any, Hamilton seems to be the main one for any kind of memes, but it just shows you that Formula One, is with the protocols, have been particularly lucky. Is it two drivers? Mm-hmm. I think three. That I've caught it. Three. Yeah. Uh, so, well, two, and then Hamilton, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. They've been they've been lucky uh, going doing seventeen races. This will be the you know our. 15th, coming up to the 16th, and then it's, uh, it's caught up, but it just shows you that it's still about, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Hamilton released his statement and said, you know, they done him and his team, they followed all precautions, they did everything right, and one of their close contacts he got in contact with, subsequently had it, so he woke up, I think, the Monday morning, feeling a wee bit not right, requested a test, a PCR test, and it's... Uh, so he's now ten days isolating.
0: So, yeah, which also obviously head headed towards our our next breaking news story, which was uh, Russell George Russell was going to take the vacant Mercedes seat uh, for the weekend. So, quite a few of us were excited about that. Joe, were you, were you excited to hear that news?
2: Oh, I am over the moon to hear this news. I honestly, hand on heart, didn't think he would get it. It kind of pointed more to. Um, on getting it
3: but
2: yeah. I really didn't think Williams would let him go I mean the shuffle that it took in order to get him there but I am over the moon about it this is going to answer the big question about the cars obviously and it's also it's going to let us see what that boy can really do
0: yeah absolutely I'm, I'm really excited for George it's, it's going to be you know I, he has been in a dog of a car for the last two years mm-hmm. and he's been doing absolutely the best he possibly can do, you know, he's been out, out qualifying his his teammates uh, in in qualifi- qualifications. It's just uh, not felt falling his way during the race. I mean, he's had some a run of bad luck. He's made he did make a, a bad move as well. Uh, it's worth worth mentioning that he could have got a couple of points or at least a point earlier on this season. Um, but I think you know, with that car under him, he's got the best possible chance of his career to score that point. Hopefully, more so. You know, maybe even a podium. That's uh, something something brilliant to think about, isn't it, <laughs> Coop? So you, would you be excited to see uh, George Russell on the podium? No. <laughs> you would no, be. The no, reason, the reason
1: I'm kind of in two minds is see if he does win it or get on the podium. The Hamilton haters will be like, oh, see, it's just the car. Um, <laughs> which we all know it's uh. not true. They're just going to go with, they're just going to hit out with that. But, you know, Mercedes is the car everybody wants to be in. Uh, Russell is an up-and-comer. Let's yeah. see what he can do. I said it in the last podcast. We can't really judge what his uh, ability is because he's never had the opportunity to show it in the uh, Williams cars. Uh, they are going in the right direction, but nowhere near what they should. What uh, a person of his talent should be doing. Now, that was a very inopportune yawn. <laughs> are
0: we keeping <laughs> you awake? Yes. <laughs> Um, what what obviously people are saying obviously you know it will prove whether it's the car or not. I don't know that it will prove about the car really. I, I I I I can see what they're saying. I can see what people are saying. Is it just the car that's doing it uh, for Hamilton? And uh, if George jumps in it and he wins, uh, you know, it's proof that it's the car. But George, that's that kind of puts down George's talent to me. Um, I, I don't know if if he does sc- uh, score great points or get a podium. It's not really questioning. In my opinion, uh, Lewis Hamilton's talent—it's uh, it'll, it'll be questioning uh, Valtteri Bottas's if, if anything. Um,
1: if he beats Bottas, Bottas has got some talking to, the, to himself.
0: Yeah, he's he's got to perform, isn't he? It, it? It's yeah. going to look absolutely well. It's going to be devastating for him if he if he you know gets beaten by the the, the you know rookie coming into the team. Uh, at the weekend. He's but he's had a bad run of luck, has he, as bottas, uh, the last couple of races. He's you know, been fighting down in sixteenth, fifteenth and fourteenth, you know, not not performing to the best of best of his ability. Um so it's, it's it's a luck thing. He's
1: had issues where he looked for you know, he's pinged it into barriers himself, but you know, could have won a uh, but in Baku hit he's the only one that hit the debris and blew his tire with a couple of laps to go mm-hmm. last race there. He found debris I think he found debris at Monza, was that? Imola? Which one of the two? The most recent Italian one, uh, which caused issues. Uh, you know, if he wins it, he better not do to him it may concern. Please, <laughs> please don't. Yeah, know. he's done
0: now, done and dusted. You can't keep saying he that when see, you fall you know, on good, you know, good. Run of luck. Hamilton,
1: yeah, Hamilton in the, in the deathbed, and then he's saying to to him at concern, like, mate, <laughs> right, no, 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 that's not,
0: what are your thoughts on Bottas then? Is 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 that going to be a, a good uh, a good test of uh, of how good George Russell is? Is if if he beats uh, Bottas, Joe, or do you think do you think it's um, it's going to be all about the haters saying it's the car? It's definitely the car because George Russell, you know, well, won with it.
2: Like George is amazing, and I am over the moon for him to have this you know this chance to get into the Mercedes. But the boy's been driving a Williams that is only just started to drive. Um, the chances of him being able to master the beast that is that McLaren, and I'm sorry, eh, McLaren, sorry, Mercedes, um, There is, I, I don't think he's going to win the race. If he does, there will be it. But, it, you know, I think it's going to prove it's not just this car that will drive itself across the, the line. And of course, we've got Bottas, which, yeah, OK, he's had bad luck, but also the boy doesn't seem to have any grunt. Him, you know, he needs to push harder, he needs to be more aggressive, and he. I just don't think he has that I can't think of the right word, but he just needs to man up a little bit and push a little bit harder. If he wants it that badly, he just doesn't seem to be driving as hard as what he could be to get those wins. Yes, Mm -hmm. it is bad luck, but I don't, I don't know, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's gonna win.
3: So I don't, don't think, don't I, think I'm not sure whether
2: um, no, I don't think Bottas is going to win. I Don't you think don't. he's gonna do very well at all. He's potentially um may get a bit big for his boots this weekend, thinking woohoo, I've got the chance and possibly end up doing something really silly. <laughs> it
0: could it could ruin his career, essentially, you know. What do you think about that, Cooch? Do you think do you think it it will ruin his career if he if he's beaten by George Russell? Would it guarantee the seat for George Russell in twenty twenty two?
1: Well, I think they'll be raised eyebrows, especially from Total Will, For you know, I mean, you can't, if if Russell beats him by a couple of tenths, you know, and it's really, really, really close, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, you could argue, well, that's just, uh, you know, that's just somebody grasping onto his opportunity and, you could go down that road, but see if, you know, if Russell comes out and it's like half a second in front of him, he quarters of a second in front, and they go into the race, and he's four or five places up the grid at the end of the race, you know, there'll, there'll be some serious questions uh, uh, about Bottas, and Bottas also needs to remember, and we all remember, well, Bottas will remember, we need to remember as well, he's only ever had a 12-month contract, yeah, and I don't think he's signed anything more than 12 months again, no. so...
3: We've got, a, we've got
0: a couple of comments. We've got a couple of comments on this subject, so I thought I'd uh, uh, get them out there. Uh, Danny Graham, thanks, Danny, for joining us. Uh, one of our fellow admins, um, Bottas just can't get a good start off the line. That's half his issue, plus lots of bad luck. Um, well,
1: it's it's partly his fault for the first lap
0: accident. We will get into that. Yeah, we will. we're still right. on the news at the moment. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll certainly get onto the ra- the race review. Um, J.R. Witten agrees with Joe McLaren 100%. <laughs> so welcome, JR. thanks for coming back uh, and, and listening to us again chatter for what would probably be an hour, an hour and a half, depending on how Coop's, feel, Coop's is feeling today.
1: An hour and a half? <laughs> hey, come on, my hat ain't too hard, mate, mate right. Jesus.
0: And James Houghton, hi, thanks very much for, for coming today. Uh, James Houghton's also a fellow admin. Uh, he's a brilliant Bunch. artist. And he just says he's over the moon for George, so it's a very much deserved drive. Um so yes. absolutely. I don't think
1: MD can see he shouldn't be in the car. Yeah.
0: It'll absolutely. be
1: just it's gonna be interesting how that car performs. Uh-huh. How he performs in that car. Plus, uh, the other thing as well is nobody's driven in this track. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yeah. yeah, we're on the they're on the so, outer track. But again, we'll leave that to our race preview. Oh, sorry, boss. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue on the breaking news. We had some more breaking news this week. First, it was again on Monday. We had uh, news that uh, Mazapan or mazipan as some people are calling him, Mazep- um, Mazep- got the drive for Haas. The first yep. seat called on Monday morning. Again, this was around about seven thirty in the morning. So we were all shocked at how early they were re- uh, releasing their information but i guess uh, it makes sense as they are in bahrain at the minute so um, they're all deciding to do things much earlier uh, and then on tuesday Madrid. so oh. yesterday morning <laughs> was it yesterday morning or, or or today i can't remember now uh, but schumacher mick schumacher that was, was the was, small
1: was, that was yeah small league, league. It was <laughs> this
0: morning. yeah mick schumacher was uh, called as the second place man so the Haas team have chosen an all newbie uh, lineup with Mazapan and Haas. Coops, uh, what are your thoughts on the, the lineup? Is it a good lineup? Do you think it's going to be strong or do you think it's just a development team for, for 2022?
1: It was brand new information. Nobody's seen those two going to Haas at all. <laughs> no. Now, I don't know much about them. I watched some of the F2 racing yeah. when I could, but I don't know a lot. I mean, I know Mike Schumacher's got a chance to win it. Looks like he's in the driving seat. Calamaylo uh, uh, made a bit of a balls up of it over the other, over the race the weekend, so he didn't really score any points. Uh, and so it's all on Schumacher. It's basically Schumacher's championship to lose, uh, uh, in Sportsman I think he won the race that I watched. Uh, but you know he'll stay there. It was all his rookie season for Sportsman. But you know it's partly it's money and partly it's the brand. You know Mazepin's family. Uh, the Mazepin name attempted to buy Racing Point and it was the administrators uh, accepted the Stroll bid instead. The Mazepins weren't impressed, weren't happy. So uh, they actually, I think they threatened to go to court over it at one point and then decided not to. But so, you know, there is money behind them. Uh, I don't know much, Uh, I think a a couple of years ago or last year, I think there was an issue between Mazepin and Islet, I think. Misepin punched Ayler after a, after an F two race or something. Yeah, that's right. Caused him caused Isla to have a black eye. So there's there's a bit of baggage Misepin needs to realise that he's not the big boy in the wee pond. He's now <laughs> a wee tadpole on a very big point. <laughs> uh, Schumacher, well it's Mick Schumacher. This is uh, Mick. I think we as a collective F one community we cannot compare Mick to Michael, and people are going to.
0: Absolutely. That was, that was going to lead me to a, a question, actually, I was just about put on the poll for our, our watchers to answer. Uh, will Schumacher live up to his father's legacy? He can. Uh,
1: he has to build his own legacy and we have to allow him to do that. Or his uncles? He's his a, own person, isn't he, Joe? He's a, legacy. Yeah. Jesus, Joe. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. No, I think we've spoke about this before and one of my concerns was always the fact that you know the family name comes with some people say a huge amount of responsibility, and I just say, "Oh, Lord, help the poor boy, because he's got to get his own path. You mm-hmm. know, he's going to be who he's going to be, and we need to kind of forget those who came before him. Um, you know, dad and uncle, and just let well, him be who he's going to be. Well,
0: it yep. could be as good as his uncle. <laughs> that's fine.
2: Can't, as long as he's not worse, right? <laughs> that's that's it. As long as he's not worse. <laughs>
0: Well, he, he won a couple of races, didn't he, Ralph? He was on the podium for a He was on the podium with Ralph, his brother a few times.
1: Yeah, I think the thing for Ralph Schumacher was though that he he kind of lost the passion for Formula One pretty quick. You know, he came in with the name. Nobody really compared him to Michael, as far as I remember, because it was only right about the time I watched it. But it was pretty clear that he didn't. He was never going to be in it long time. He's not going to do a Hamilton and be in it for 14 years, I think, very quickly. He took a chance on the Toyota project. He was in Toyota, wasn't he? I think he took a chance on it. and hoped that it would work. Didn't really work out. Mm -hmm. And I think he kind of just kind of got a bit kind of, not really that bothered about it. And I think he'd done well in DTM. If I remember right, he moved over to DTM after Formula One and done reasonably well over there. But I and then, of course, the infamous incident in Jordan after the Belgian Grand Prix—that was fun—and uh, the legend has it it was Michael Schumacher that got him out his Jordan contract
3: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, he wasn't allowed to get the fight for the first place. But
0: yeah, so we, what we're saying is Mick. Sorry, just to cut back to obviously the point of the uh, of the discussion uh, that we started. What we're saying is is Mick shouldn't be kind of judged against his dad. He should be judged as his own racer and he should... Uh, he, he and should,
1: people he, need to realise... He doesn't need, have... doesn't need the
0: pressure. doesn't need the You <laughs> know, he's... At the end of the day, he's potentially winning the F2. So he's proven that he's a a, a, a good racer. He's proven that he's got the talent and the skills. Um, so, yeah, let's let's see how he goes and, and let's not judge him against his dad.
1: It probably won't happen. But, you know, we'd, we'd like to think that...
0: Okay, well, let's talk about the the other piece of news. Uh, obviously, we will talk about the race uh, in a moment, um, but Grosjean did have an accident, which we'll touch on. Uh, but because of that, he's got a stand-in for the weekend, uh, which is who, the nominated person is Pietro Fittipaldi. So that's a, a third-generation driver, uh, third-generation Formula One driver um, to appear at the Bahrain Sakia Grand Prix. Um, do you know much about uh, Fittipaldi, Coops? Uh, nope.
1: I <laughs> uh, you know there's about
0: 250 of them. Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know much. I don't even remember what uh, you know the other uh, the other Feda was Their record in Formula One was. I don't think it was. I think they made- I don't think it was massively bad. I don't think it was great either. From what I remember, mm. I don't think it was really in my time, so I, I wouldn't be so sure. Uh, You know, it's been that there's that many Fittipaldi's. I'm surprised there hasn't been another one on the grid in the last (laughs) few years. (laughs) It's Uh, it's
0: definitely a big name, isn't it? You know, you always see uh, Fittipaldi around the around the the paddock and kind of sticking his uh, two pence in the uh, in in and letting us all know his opinion. Um, So yeah, yeah, it's interesting to see, and it's nice that you know you have got a third generation uh, driver from a from one family uh, actually having a Formula One drive. uh, and maybe it'll be good for the future to see if he's worthy of a seat, you know, in, in the coming up years. Uh, it's certainly something to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, let's go into the... Re- We've got a couple of other, other bits of news that we can talk about, but it's actually linked to the race. So I think we should probably head into a review of the race. Um, and you can't review the Bahrain Grand Prix uh, without mentioning the massive incident that happened at the start. Now, obviously, you've probably all seen that ha- happen now, and phew, my goodness, it was a an accident and a half. I haven't seen anything in anything that bad uh, for many, many a year uh, in Formula One. Um, so, do you want to explain what happened then, Coops, uh, and then we'll obviously we'll all talk about it. Do you, can you give a kind of a brief overview right, from
1: from my from my memory? Uh, Race started as usual. has had an absolute out of a start. Fell down to, I think you lost a good four places, which bunched everything up. So the way that the turn one, turn two kind of bit, it caused a lot of bunching. Yeah. Still ended up off the track on the right hand side, came back on the track with an Alpha Romeo going off the track on the left hand side. Mm-hmm. And because of the concertina effect in front of it, it looks, from what we can tell looking back on it, and numerous times we have looked back on it, Grosjean decided he was going to come over to the right to get past the kind of constitutive effect with the Alpha coming through. Mm -hmm. Moved over to the right-hand side. It was a very sharp right-hand movement. His rear wheel made contact with the front wheel of Kvyat's Alpha Tauri. Before I go any further, round of applause to the to the Alpha Tauri suspension because that stayed (laughs) up, (laughs)
3: fine.
1: It was some hit. Uh, And at that point, he went 137 mile an hour. Nose first uh, into a guardrail and the reason that happened was the incident happened on a street the guardrail was pointing kind of towards the track mm-hmm. it's it was an area that
0: it was to protect a escape road wasn't it yeah it's like road, in so a service
1: it was... road mm-hmm. uh, so uh, the car hit the barrier uh, and spotting two it burst into flames and
0: it was very, very mm. dramatic. So, Joe, I'm yeah. going to ask you, what were your first thoughts when you saw, when you were witness to it? Obviously, the first view of the crash uh, and the flames would have been kind of when we were looking kind of down the straight uh, and you just mm-hmm. saw it in the in the distance on the left-hand side. Yeah. Uh, what, were your th- what were your first thoughts about that?
2: Honestly, the, my first, just watching those, I think it was only on screen a few seconds, but it felt like much longer. And I vaguely remember leaving my sofa and hitting my knees in front of the tv and just going he's dead yeah that's just that was it i just thought i have just witnessed you know a fireball death
3: absolutely and i couldn't
2: believe it i was utterly gobsmacked and then what felt like 20 minutes of panic uh jumping back and forth towards the f1 channel and the um multi-screen through sky yeah uh, just trying to find anything even a glimpse of you know a medical vehicle driving away anything that would give you a hint and it was just it was the most terrible <laughs> terrible what felt like 20 30 minutes ever until you know we found out what had happened it was just horrific
0: yeah it was that wait was a was agonizing wasn't it, Coop? it so you, was. you know you just you just it didn't was, kno- yeah. you didn't know what was happening? You, right. they, they were thought they were trying to work out who it was, and the the comment commentary team uh, obviously do as, as best as they can, and they kind kind of keep mm-hmm. the conversation going. Um, and then they'd worked out that it was Grosjean, and then oh, unfortunately for Grosjean, he does have a bit of a, a reputation um, for for accidents on the first lap and, and whatnot. Uh, obviously, you heard it was Grosjean, and you, and you you just thought this was this is serious stuff. What 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 have you got to say about it, Coops? Uh, in terms of you know your your feelings at that time.
1: It was I was sitting in the bus going home from work, <laughs> and uh, I was watching it on the phone. And you know I'm a few seconds behind. You know the Sky goes a wee bit of a delay. Yeah. Uh, so you know I'd heard everybody. You know the the, what, the group chat was going, uh, but you know I am sure I shouted out loud on a very crowded bus. Mm. oh no it's on fire oh no. no and you know you don't see fire in formula one i think they said that the last time we had a fire similar to that was berger's crash and that was 1988 or 89 mm. when he crashed at tamborello and Emilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, and that was a uh, scary i've seen that on youtube many a time and i mean you know i watch a lot of clips on youtube historical stuff i've stumbled across some Pretty horrible looking accidents. Yeah. Even back in the day, you're talking, You're, I think the last time the fire was a common occurrence, you're talking kind of the 60s and 70s. Yeah. The kind of death area was like Death Race 2000 yeah. back then for Formula One, really, to me. Uh, but it was a scary time. And as Joe said, like the fact he wouldn't go over to the car or the crash scene for mm-hmm. so long, I thought he did. Yeah. He's lying there and they're doing CPR on him or he's getting cooked or what, you know, why are they not showing us what's going on and then see that. Now, I'm not a Grosjean fan and you'll probably know why shortly because I will mention why. But (laughs) uh, to see that guy, because the first shot was him in the backseat of the medical car. Yeah. Sitting there and you're like, oh, for fuck. You're like fighting the tears you were. It was, uh, it was, it was, there was relief, Mm -hmm. a lot of relief, you know. I did spend a few minutes collecting my heart from my, uh, from an area down below my stomach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like think a lot of things just fell out my arse at that when I saw that <laughs> accident. To be fair, uh, but it, it was it was it uh, was, and then you're just like, uh, and so how did that happen? Mm. Uh, yeah. And you could tell it was serious. This is something that I've learned as a young boy, and I think it came back from when I watched Cena and yeah. or uh, in '94, you have accidents and the commentators, well, oh, there's been an accident and all, and then, then they start and it was the tone of the commentator's voice. Yeah. It was, they, 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 they were very somber. They were very just, it was as if they were trying to work it out and they were just having a conversation like So what happened there? How did we, do we know? We don't know much. Or oh, he's out the car, right? So we don't know what happened. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was very much, it sounded very much like apprehension. Mm-hmm. I think they were preparing themselves to have a, a conversation. News. And they might have been preparing themselves to actually commentate on a race knowing that Sunday's been rushed to hospital critically ill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was uh you know, and we've only been we're not even two years after the death of Hubert and
3: Yeah.
1: You know, we had a couple there was a couple of really not nice accidents in a row. Maybe not Formula One, but there was Formula Three where Oscar could Daddy getting launched into the barrier and breaking his back just a week or two after Hubert's accident. Yeah. Uh, of course, Hubert's accident uh, and then that one. It was just, and, you know, I think, if, if anything, it was the fire that made it different. Can yeah, it
0: just, it, it, just, it? it made it, it, it made it feel more serious, didn't it? I mean, we'd like to hear your opinions on this, folks, so by all means, comment uh, in the, in, in the comments, let us know what your opinion on, on the crash. Obviously, you know, it, it, it's a it's a it's a difficult thing to uh, to kind of draw on your memory of of the crash. Uh, I, I mean, I was almost in tears. I've got to be honest. Uh, just just at the thought of it, because it was just such a such a, a massive impact, and that fireball just made just added to the drama. Um, I I just remember watching it, and just I would think my mouth was physically open for for several minutes. You know, it was it was shocking. Um, but the great news uh, and a testament to all the people uh, in formula 1 that have created all these uh, the, the monocoque uh, uh, car uh, portion of the car um all these all these safety procedures that have been put in place by uh, charlie whiting uh, that, you know sadly p- these people that aren't with us anymore uh, professor sid watkins or you know the med- the fact that the medical car was behind right behind at the time you know this is these are things and procedures that have been put in place uh, because we have lost so many drivers. Um, and then, you know, the, the the medical team themselves, Alan Van Der Merwe and Dr. Ian, what was his name? Dr. Ian, Ian uh, Roberts. Roberts, that's the one. You know, absolutely fearless they were. They were in autopilot and they they just ran towards the fire uh, where normal, normal people probably would run away. So, you know, all I'm going to do is uh, give them a, a clap because they absolutely, you know, they absolutely smashed it. Uh, and they they did everything that they were trained maybe to
1: maybe not the right term to use that
0: backflash <laughs> <and>, um, <laughs> absolutely yeah but you know hats off hats off to all this all, all the safety team and all on all the on all the marshals that were there um and all the procedures that are in place you know we we are indebted to you uh, as fans because we don't want to lose any drivers ever uh, and no doubt, Roman Grosjean would be indebted to all of you guys as well because you did an absolutely fantastic job, stand-up job. Uh, and you know, f- because of all those things in place, we are, we have the ability to talk about this situation, hopefully in a positive way rather than a very somber kind of negative way. Um, do you want uh, Let's go to the comments. Uh, everything worked perfectly, James Houtner said. Uh, in the sequence that it should have worked, everyone involved should be given a special award by the F1. Absolutely, absolutely. That's that, yeah. That, I mean, I, that
1: the thing as well was the forces involved. You know, you, you there was very little retardation, so you could see that they put the brakes on. But yeah. He hit the barrier. The last registered moment, he hit the barrier at 137 mile an hour, and uh, the car or the car experienced 53 uh, g. That was and Günther Steiner. When they asked, they interviewed Günther Steiner. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, you know, what were the forces? And he went, "I'm not talking about it now because I don't think they're right. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were that high. They were mm. like what? And I think in com in combination with him getting out of the car, yeah, and actually not having any broken bones, That's but there forces madness. involved." Uh, you know, and I, 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 I commented, uh, I ended up deleting a comment because I don't think I quite expressed what I meant. We were talking about G-forces, and what I was trying to say was that the car took the G-force because everything is designed to break away in a certain way. The barrier is designed to do things in a certain way. Yeah. The, the engine splitting, although it looks weird, is kind of designed to do that. The only thing that was support in a formula one car that's really designed to stay in one piece is the safety cell and that's the only thing that did stay in one piece yeah uh so everything energy has to go somewhere and the only thing if if it didn't go where it went, it was going to go on to the driver and he would have broke stuff he wouldn't there wouldn't have been much with fifty three g going through a human body there wouldn't be much that wasn't wouldn't have been broken uh so in the, the comment I kind of said was the car took the brunt of the force or the car took the G-forces, which generally is really what it was. Yeah. yeah. And to see the man, I mean, the barrier split. Yeah. So, you know, and then he climbed out through the car. And I think the one part that got me to you was when they showed you the hash. And I think it was a woman that's uh, employed by hash standing there with a hand over her yeah. mouth and there was tears in her eyes and. That think, was once we knew that he was out. Yeah, I think
0: everyone just thought yeah. he was dead. You know, I've got J.R. Whitten in the comments saying, "Me and my brother were scared to death. We thought we'd just watched a driver die." Absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. he's put absolutely three, cheer, three cheers and a bottle of whiskey to the safety crew. They responded in 11 seconds, which was you know incredible. Um, but, yeah, the car the car was on scene in nine, and yeah. they were out. And, and another
1: thing that got me quite emotional was the fact that you had Ian Roberts jumped out the car first. The driver Andy Van der Merwer, he went to get the other fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. and he walked over a couple of seconds. Just looked, then he saw Grosjean move, and he grabbed the fire extinguisher and told the guy, "Right, point it there, right? Yeah. You know, kind of like I'm going, you
0: point there." Yeah, and just
1: grabbed him and pulled him away. Uh,
0: they were just working on working on instinct. You know, it's that was that was what needed to happen. Uh, and it's worth pointing out, um, obviously, the, the the car was in flames. Um, Karun Shandok uh, tweeted uh, the day after saying that he'd had conversations with people. And um, he said that this year they upgraded the race suits uh, to 20-second flame retardantness. Well, I don't know how you'd say that in a a way. Uh, But but basically they're fireproof for 20 seconds rather than the 10 seconds that they previously were fireproof for. And his gloves, the gloves were not upgraded this year. So they were only fireproof for 10 seconds. Uh, So... If you compare, if you look where his hands were, whether he was burned on his body, which is his, which were his hands, um, and then think <clears> that if he didn't have that new race suit, uh, he would have been in a much, much more serious state. And than the drivers is.
1: complained about the new race
0: suit. I was about right to heavier. say that, yeah. Yeah, it what, wasn't Bottas' one. Oh, these, these race suits yeah. are hot. They're yeah. hot yeah. and they're
2: heavy, so they complained about so, it. So
0: would you rather be hot with a race suit or
1: would you rather be hot getting burned <clears> yes. in the fire? Yeah, I think
2: no one's complaining now. Um, no. But they couldn't use the same material on the gloves. And I believe the boots are still 10 seconds as well. I may be wrong. Yeah. Um, but due to the fact that they need to be able to feel through those two items of clothing, yeah. the heaviness and the thickness of the 20-second retardant compared to the 10 seconds, they've just not found that balance yet between the two. Um, but just before I forget, it was worth pointing point um, the two marshals, obviously, we know they don't get paid, yeah. um, but they were both uh, from the Bahrain Civil Defence and mm-hmm. both got promoted the following day. So oh, wow. the one that was with uh, Dr Roberts, the first one on scene... And um,
1: uh, he came from th- the other side of the track.
2: He ran across the track, grabbed the fire extinguisher, couldn't get it to work, mind you, um, but once he did, he blasted it straight at Grosjean so that Ian could help him out.
0: That gave him the time that he needed. Absolutely.
2: Exactly. So he was a uh, corporal and is now a sergeant. And the gentleman uh, that was at the opposite side mm-hmm. that you've seen fighting the fire from that side, yeah. he's been moved from sergeant to sergeant major. So they both actually got a promotion the next day. Oh,
3: I'm not saying
2: that they should have or whatever. It's just pointing that no, out they, that that have. they did yeah, get absolutely. the recognition for you know being nutters and running straight for the fire without absolutely.
0: even being paid <laughs> they, 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 they put their own lives in danger to yeah. to you know to save somebody else' it's absolutely deserve the guy the
1: guy at the back he uh, you know you saw the video of him the initial impact he was running away you know that self-preservation yeah. and then he turned around and he saw it and you just saw him full tilt straight towards like, Right, I'm off yeah Took a I was um, saying I was
2: reading a bit it. about yeah. that and uh, apparently it was the heat of the flames was which is why he had to take the few steps back yeah that they are taught initially make sure yourself is safe, yeah, cool. otherwise yeah. you can't save anybody else. So that yeah. when he took those steps back, he was trying to get to a safe place so that he could then figure out what to do next. And you actually watch him getting closer and closer uh, as he tries to fight the fire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Putting that barrier with the, the fire extinguisher. But yeah, I mean, the other thing that people need to stop arguing about, and it's it's not the first time that I've said that, I mean, yes, the hero looked stupid when it first went on the car, <laughs> And you look to the hill, thought, oh, "This is this is weird." But do you know what? By halfway through the Australia and the the first race, they had the halo. I forgot it was part of it. I just remember it being part of the car and just doing that.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, part part and parcel of the sport now, isn't it? Uh, James Houghton in the comments has said, and "I take it all back about the halo now too. It saved one life for sure. Now that's good enough for me." So. Yep,
1: and I think there was also questions of when Charles Leclerc when he was in his Alpha AlphaTauri at Spa, he yep. took a. That was that was the McLaren, actually. Hulkenberg got his braking on, planted the McLaren, and there was the tyre mark at the top of the halo, which, you know, some people try to argue that if the halo wasn't near the angle and stuff, like that, but, you know, it was there and it took a hit. Mm-hmm. The halo didn't deform, and if you look at the barrier, the barrier actually bent as if...
0: Went around
1: It's almost comical, you know, like the old school Tom and Jerry, when they hit with a frying pan or a pole, it's the shape yeah. of the, the cat. It's the shape of the halo. Yeah. And where, where the halo hit the barrier, is directly in front of Grosjean's head.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The last time a, a Formula One car's driver's head hit something, we lost a driver. Mm. And uh, Jules uh, Bianchi when he crashed in uh, Japan, which is, is the reason
3: why there is no him. doubt.
0: There is no doubt that the halo saved uh, Roman Grosjean. Um, it's w- without it, obviously. Yeah, you said you said it, it would have hit. He would have hit his head. Um, which, if if the blow itself hadn't killed him, it would definitely have knocked him out, and therefore he wouldn't have been able to get in the time, get out in the time, um, to save himself from the flames. Because he did, a, uh, let's let's not forget that uh, Roman Grosjean's uh, part in in the whole thing. He he did what he was trained to do, uh, and got out of that, uh, got got out of the uh, the seat of the, uh, the car as quick as he possibly could. He remembered his training. Um, mm-hmm. and he was he kind got of
1: lucky out. though, because the steering wheel broke. So he didn't have to take the steering wheel off. No. Although he still had to uh, disconnect the cables and get them out of the way, and then figure out he had to come out the side of the halo. He couldn't go out the front because the the, yeah, the monocoque ended was. up on its side. So yeah. when you look at the barrier, so it was as if it was part of the barrier coming out of the way. Uh, and it's just you know I'm not religious, uh, but you know it's a miracle that things stopped the way they did now. The two main points I think that the FIA need to look into in regards to the accident, now things failed unpredictably, which in this sort of situation, any kind of thing that involves a major risk, they don't want unpredictable failures. Although everything worked, and the, you know, the safety cell was in there, the procedures with the medical car and the marshals and mm-hmm. all that worked. There shouldn't have been a fire. No. And the barrier shouldn't have done what it did.
0: It shouldn't have split, no. now.
1: It, could be that, in a similar way, like I read the, the investigation report for Hubert's death, and although there was contributing factors and there were certain issues and there might be some things, recommendations, it's one of those things just fell a certain way. Yeah. yeah. Now, the car could have just hit a barrier at a very particular point, because the barriers are three, it's three strips of arm code, they call it, and there's a couple of inch gap between each strip. But what it looks like the barrier is the cars pierced it in mm-hmm. between the two gaps and just forced it up because you know there's nothing there the car's trying to push through a smaller gap that's not there so it's going to do something yeah. whether or not that gap has to be there uh, i'm not an engineer i don't know but there, there, there needs to be something to look into in that respect but and then of course uh, ross braun was out and a quite refreshing thing, and it was picked up on with another kind of podcast I listened to. Uh, I think it was a BBC podcast, the uh, checkered flag one. Uh, Formula One didn't diminish anything. Formula One, like Ross Braun, he didn't come out and say, everything worked well, It's was great, had to see here. They went, yeah, we've got some looking into. Certain things didn't quite, certain things weren't quite right there. I like I say, he said that, you know, things failed unpredictably. And what he did say was that that wasn't 100 kilograms of fuel. Because that's another thing. The car was fuel to the end of the race. Yeah, <laughs> and that was all the three corners in. What they think is that it was a connection failure. So mm-hmm. there's fuel coming between the fuel tank into the engine, which has caused some of it to come out and ignite.
0: Cause yeah, they were talking not... about the fuel collector, weren't they? The, um... Yeah.
1: They're saying that it wasn't the fuel cell because it's very, 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 very strong. Uh, it's Kevlar Kevlar
0: uh, sack isn't it basically that's within the car itself
1: so these are the two things and for anyone who doesn't know the FIE have a database of every major big accident and they treat it very much like air crash investigation so every single component is taken away probably to a massive big hangar somewhere Mm -hmm. and it's pieced together and I mean they're, they're censored almost like a seven four seven. They've got sensors everywhere. They've got telemetry everywhere. The FIA will have telemetry. The teams don't even have telemetry before, mm-hmm. and they will look at it and they will look at every single aspect of it. And there's no way we're ever going to get rid of the risk and risk in most sports and no. head risk in everything we do in life. Yeah, uh, but yes, but they are doing what... their
0: best to kind of minimize yeah. minimize it. Absolutely, and 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 every every day is a learning day, and and a lesson can be learned from this. Um, yeah. Even though all the things that they have learnt from from the past uh, has actually done a great a, a great way to to save Roman Grosjean's life. Um, I want to touch on Roman Grosjean's wife's statement. Um, I've got it here because obviously it's quite important. You know, she 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 would have been watching at home. She would have been. You know, I I I absolutely have no idea what she was feeling when she was watching those images um but here you go I'll, I'll, re- I'll read it out to you obviously i didn't sleep last night to be honest i don't really know what to write i just know that it's good to do it it's always helped me anyway this morning i'm not gonna lie the words aren't coming easily that will make him laugh he knows how much i like to talk to him uh he to who i always write so much and then i don't know what ch- a photo to post either uh, we'll, we've got the fo- post uh, the photo on the page so you can by always have a look at that uh from yesterday the flames him held by the arms of his saviors the wreckage of the car What she chose was a a picture uh, of them both wearing the same t-shirts of a GP2 title. On Twitter late last night, I used useful words uh, and urgent words to protect them above all. I mentioned the shield of love that protected him. Today, I have to find other expressions to come up with rational phrases to express the feelings. We will find them together. Express expressions of gratitude for the men of the medical car, expressions of friendship for Jean-Tot and his unfailing humanity, expressions of thank you to all that have shown your support and your affection, your kindness, which is so precious to us. Thank you to the family of Jules Bianchi, to his father, Felipe, who I think of constantly, to Jules himself, to Kevin Magnusson for his words, to the team at Canal Plus for their sensitivity. I will forget some people, excuse me. Thank you to our children who pushed him to pull himself out of the fire, and thank you to his courage, his determination, his strength, his love, his physical training and that probably kept him alive. Kim, Dan, love you guys. I didn't take one miracle, it didn't take one miracle, but several yesterday. I embrace you all. Now that's that gets me there, you know, because you know he's talking, she's talking about their their kids and their family, and you know what drove Roman to get out of the car. It's it's all very emotive stuff, um, and just just you know it makes that the sheer danger of it uh, kind of hit home for me, um, and I, th- I think it needed needed saying. Um, Joe, you said you've got a, a comment from uh, Jules Bianchi's parents somewhere. Um,
2: yes, and I unfortunately forgot oh. to get it up. I'll let you and... find that
0: for a second, because well, <laughs> ju- <that>, <laughs> obviously Jules Bianchi was the last person to uh, to have had a- an accident that sadly ended his ended his life, uh, ended in his the mm-hmm. loss of his life, um, which is absolutely terrible uh, and shouldn't that should never have happened. But the parents have come out and said something along the lines of, you know, we- we're pleased that the halo, uh, something that was introduced because of the death of. Jules Bianchi has gone some way to uh, to save somebody else's life uh, in a Formula One accident. Have you got that statement, Joe?
2: Yes? Nope, can't find it to save myself. I have far, far too many right.
3: Well, it, it, it's it's but yes, is basically
2: what it was. And um, the family put out the statement, basically just stating that um, you know they're they're glad that you know wasn't in vain. Obviously, mm-hmm. something amazing's come out of this, and of course with all safety aspects across the world forever and you can only be as good as, you know, you can be. There's no such thing as perfect in safety. And nine times out of ten when it comes to the likes of F1, when our safety standards go up, it's normally after a death and that is horrific. And this time, you know, it's been the safety standards going up because of losing such, you know, an amazing talent that means that this time our safety standards are going up and, you know, the driver lived. going to live to tell another tale so it's just i just find it such a beautiful thing for them to share yeah um, and be a part of
0: great sentiments i do feel we've 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 talked about roman Grosjean a lot now I, i think everyone kind of understands um, the, the the concept and, and, and kind of what happens. I'm sure you've all had your own emotions uh, relating to the incident and the, what's hap- happened subsequently. We just wish and hope that Roman um, gets better soon uh, and hopefully he might, he might even have a, a last race of the season. Uh, Abu Dhabi maybe maybe not we we'll, we'll, we'll hope so to see him again um, and we wish him the very best let's move on uh, now to the actual race restart we, we we started about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes after the uh, accident which again is a, an amazing amazingly quick uh, turnaround for uh, building a, a barrier up again um, and then within the first lap we had another incident um, from and this one wasn't as serious in fact the person who it happened to uh sounding very calm on the radio even though he was upside down. Uh and that was Lance Stroll again he clipped uh Daniel Kvyat, Kvyat uh on uh, turning around the corner uh, and then ended up on on the on, on the upside down uh way for his car. What what were your thoughts on that accident Coops? Yeah, just
1: first lap accident. It looks worse than it is. Mm. I mean Kvyat kind of half committed to a turn, didn't really commit properly, you know. Stroll did what he does normally, turns into an apex, not, you know, I'm turning, doesn't matter if you're there or not. Uh, and wheels hit wheels and he flips over, you know. Yeah, we do feel quite upset. Because, before, haven't we? Yeah, I do feel quite upset because Stroll should have said he was hanging. He should have said that he's hanging <laughs> here like a cow, uh, but he didn't. <laughs> uh and if anyone remembers that reference, uh get bonus points, so get it in the comments. Um So, you know, it's just it was just one of those things. I'm actually surprised you don't see it as often. We don't see it more often, to be honest. No. Uh with open wheel racing. Uh car the car's very well designed for that. And you know, I, I did laugh when I was watching it, because normally you see that and you're like, oh, that's quite eventful. But after what we'd seen around 50 minutes before, it was kind of like just somebody spinning. You're just like, oh, there's a car outside there. Yeah, it's quite
0: <laughs> tame, wasn't it? <laughs> Compared you know, to,
1: in comparison. It was a bit, It was very tame. Uh, uh, but, yeah, Kvyat was involved in stuff. first one was certainly not his fault, and we've kind of touched on it previous. Uh, he was just there, wrong place, wrong time. Uh, uh, and then that one you know he kind of deserved his penalty for that one he really did, he really should have either not done it or really committed he just didn't seem to be overly
0: committed for the move to be fair and
1: they flipped yeah. him over
0: so he brought out the safety car and they got that cleared up um so it, it was it wasn't too eventful uh, i don't, don't think it lasted very long i think they had done they actually cleared the car quite quickly um and then
1: six or seven laps, I think they had. Yeah, it was it the
0: wasn't it? Wasn't start.
1: too bad, was it? it, it was. But, Bottas ended up in the Bottas ended that. That was when Bottas cut his tire. I think was that was it that one. Or, it wasn't the it was a restart, yeah, because he ended up having he ended up falling down the grid because of that.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and then um, we, we, we'll go on to Bottas. Then obviously he had a, he had rubbish luck, <laughs> um, a uh, really bad start and a puncture. And and actually later on in the in the race. Because of the puncture um, and the, the fact that they changed the tires within the pit lane, he only actually changed three tires um, later on in the race. Did you did you see that? Did you did you notice that? I, the I race? never.
1: I, I figured that out later, but I think they did. They not take a tire off and put it straight back on or something. Is that uh,
0: not to
2: do with the sensors. Though? Yeah, they, yeah,
1: they, they, they have to. They had yeah. to do something because the guns are the sensors to let yeah. the driver know to go because mm-hmm. we don't use the old-fashioned lollipop man mm-hmm. anymore.
0: Yeah, because the guy to, sat you know, there, unbolted the whole lot, and then just bolted them back in again. Yeah, right. you just have to spin the nut, just, just, just to, <laughs> just to, uh, you know, satisfy Against these. the green presences. light on the, on the gun, yeah. so, so that they could go. Yeah. So, but he had a rubbish look. He had a change of three tires, so that must have been a bit strange for grip levels. But uh, he managed it and stayed kind of in fifteenth, fourteenth, whatever. Um, but he, he's had a couple of, a, a couple of races where he hasn't really performed too. The ability well the ability of the car um uh, that's for certain um let's see if, if 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 that run of luck will change this weekend at sakir um one other person that we want to speak about for definite is perez perez had an absolutely amazing race he was doing so well um until a very unfortunate kind of what what lap was this on i can't i can't remember now but it was yeah it, it was they very close to the end safety car to finish the race it was three laps from the end yeah uh, I, it's very, you know, it's very unlike the Mercedes engine to go pop, um, but it was... MG, uh, I
1: think it was the MGU. MGU, eh? yeah, <laughs> one of
0: the MGU's that, that, that blew up, uh, which is very, very unlike uh, a Mercedes MGU yeah. or engine part, basically, to happen. Uh, and it just happened to Perez at the worst possible time, you know. I mean, there's never a good time for it to happen, but... <laughs> Uh, well
1: it's not the worst possible time if you're a McLaren or
0: Reynolds <laughs> McLaren. This is true. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the Perez failure? Were you were you upset to see that happen, Joe, or or because you know you could have got you know, a good podium?
2: I was genuinely devastated for him. He'd done so well, um, given you know the way his years went, the way yeah. next season's looking for him. I just. Oh my God! He should have had that podium. He deserved that podium. He done so well. And
3: yeah.
2: am I right in saying he never gets consecutive podiums as well? He's got some sort of like curse when it comes to consecutive podiums. <laughs> yeah, be he probably never be right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and it just oh, my heart just sunk for him. It really did. And then of course after Grosjean seeing any amount of fire or flames or anything, the second I seen that, I just thought oh, I can't. I can't hope. I can't do it anymore. I was exhausted by that point in the day. It felt like the longest race in the world. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I was devastated for him. Mm. Absolutely devastated. Yeah. It's, what it
0: about you? Wasn't yeah. was wasn't nice to see. I, I, with the way he's been treated this year, it would have been great to see him on you know multiple podiums, kind of sticking his fingers up to to racing point really. So he's saying, look what you're missing out on. Um, it, devastated for him, but you know it. it, it it is what it is and it, it kind of happened the way it did it did however bring alban onto the podium um, which i'm sure you know he he was happy about his second podium um ever uh within 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 formula one so uh good for good, a good result for him the luck fell his way uh, unfortunately it didn't fall very well for perez um perez who could potentially be taking his seat at red bull anyway uh albon I, I, we've, we've spoken about that many times on the podcasts um what else from the race should we talk about uh we've got the the red bull rate we've got the red bull uh double podium as I say uh albon did luck into that really um yeah. but it will be good points for for the red bull team uh have you got an opinion on that coops
1: well, no, because it wasn't really, you know, the, the distance between Verstappen and Alvin. Alvin only got it because he was there. He never really done anything. Yeah. It's not as great of an achievement as it sounds, to be honest. I mean, it's been the first time they've both been on the podium since 2013. I might be wrong, but it's been a number of years. Mm. Uh, which would be right, considering how good the uh, Mercedes are. But, you know, I don't. I I know that they're giving Alban as much opportunity as they can, and they've got that luxury because there aren't any other options for Perez. So they can't sign Perez up because he might go somewhere else. You know, it's yeah. literally a case of oh, you've got another seat, so you have all wait until we make a decision. Yeah, he's got but no, no I choice. think what people need to remember when he first left GP2 or F2, uh, I don't know if it was F2 at the time he left, along with Norris and Russell, mm-hmm. he never you he wasn't deemed good enough. For a Formula, One e, a Formula 1 C. He'd set a contract for Formula E. Yeah. And then something happened. I can't remember what it was that happened. But then he got promoted to go into the Alpha Tauri now, uh, the It was a Toro Rosso at the time. Now Alpha Tauri. Uh, so, just because of circumstance, he was brought in because he was really kind of the best of the rest. It was kind of like, oh, there's the album, we'll bring him in. He's part of the junior, you know, the Red Bull juniors. Mm-hmm. You can jump over because... Whatever it was, and I'd need Google to check it, but whatever made him go in. So initially, he wasn't deemed good enough to be in Formula One. No, and I still don't think he is good enough.
0: I don't know. Uh, give Give him another year, maybe in a Why? Give Give him a year in the in the AlphaTauri. Uh.
1: No, no, because it'll be that'll be Gasly and Sonoda, and Sonoda is a driver. He's in, in and he's a good driver and he's a proper, you know, he's a right Red Bull mm-hmm. style driver. He's gutsy, he's up for it. You know, he's That's a good so. talent. Yeah. So, you know, bring him in for next year. Next year's like, you know, bring him in to with you know, I think Kvyat will go, I think Albon will go, and I think Perez will end up in Red Bull. It probably won't happen. I think they might still give it to Albon, but and they might give Perez the, the the seat for the new rules coming in. Yeah, they might want an experienced member then, or you know, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see why people want to keep Albon in Formula One. He's not done anywhere near enough.
0: No. At all. James James Houghton makes a good point. Max was his usual graceful self when commenting on Albon's podium. I, I do. I remember roughly what he said, not not word for word, but it was something along the lines of, "Yeah, I'm not that impressed because he was so far behind me anyway." Uh, and he kind of inherited it. <laughs> so but he's he...
1: right. See, sometimes there seems to be a bit of bad press about Verstappen. Verstappen, he can be a bit of an ass at times, and he's opened his mouth and you you'll let like, me. Engage the brain first. Yeah. But there's been a couple of comments, and Joe touched on it in the in the the group chat about I think the the clickbaity title about Verstappen saying that they would sack a driver if he refused if it refused to race. A, you know. After seeing an accident like that, which was out of context because I did read it and I I would need to find it. But then he's right. Yeah. And a lot of people mentioned about Alban. And he was asked a question. He said, Well, it's all right. But, you know, he's he's really far behind. Verstappen wants pushed. They all do. They all want competition. They all want it. Verstappen is sitting in third place just every. How many times did you speak to Verstappen or, you know, Formula One speak to Verstappen? He's in third. How was your race? Well, you know, could I just. Uneventful. Fourth uh, were too far behind me you know, Albon's fighting for 17th and tripping over the Marshall or something and driving across the grass and Mercedes are three laps in front of us you know, yes it's an easy day, he's got to get de facto third place driver mm. you know he wants pushed whether mm. he would like to be pushed to the extent that Perez would push him in an New A designed car I don't know no. It might be. A, it might take him a few races if they do sign him next season to be. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is what it's like to have a a, a,
0: a teammate right behind me. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I, I think he would prefer Hulk because Hulk yeah, because be, Hulk's used to be the number two. Hulk would be more compliant. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think that's... Hulk
1: will just be happy to be in the podium and just. <laughs> he would probably forget how to get there.
0: What what is that? But no,
1: Hulk's had his time. He's had a long time. Yeah, I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk about Hulk again because
0: I'll just edit it. <laughs> well, uh, go, go, let's go to the comments. Uh, Leon Salinas, hi, hello, thanks for coming. Hello, um, welcome and, back, and and coming to speak to us again uh, and dropping us your insight. Uh, let's let's read one of your other comments down out while we're here. Since everything that could go wrong has been going wrong for Checo this year, it wasn't a surprise that the engine went for him. Um Yeah, I mean we touched on the Perez uh, situation. It, it it was unlucky, really, really unlucky, but. He's had such a bad luck that you probably are right. It's probably not that surprising uh, for it to have happened to him. But thanks very much for commenting. Uh, we do appreciate your your input. Um, so moving on next to the McLaren guys, because we've had a couple of really good couple of really good races. Uh, well, two different races for, for the drivers. Um, Signs uh, came from 15th all the way down to 5th, and Norris came down from 9th to 4th. Uh, they, you know, they, a good, a good race, both of them, both in the McLarens. Uh, Joe, what, what, what are you, what were your thoughts on them? As you've got the same last name as them,
2: <laughs> I am also a McLaren supporter as well. I think because I am like the only defender of Max, and Sponge is going to get hidden. The only <laughs> defender of Max. Um, people forget I am, you know, first and foremost, I am a McLaren girl, not because of my name. And yes, you will be sorry. Um, <laughs> But, oh, my God, I was jumping for joy. But, like, it was a bizarre race because everything that happened at the start and then it sort of felt like, I don't know, a lull just because of the madness at the start. And then, it, yeah. I don't know, I don't... I noticed them in and out throughout the race and then all of a sudden came to the end and I was looking through, you know, all grid positions and I was just so overjoyed. I was like, oh, my God, they actually done it! It's so like, i screaming <laughs> in my living room, jumping up and down. Mm. I knew they were doing well, but... Just with everything else that was going on, and then of course the poor it is I lost track of where they were, and I just i have never been so happy. Yeah, it was absolutely work. brilliant. This is exactly what we needed. Um, fingers crossed that's them. We're gonna stay there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, come on, we got this. McLaren all the way.
0: <laughs> we do want them, we want them to get that third place, don't we? It's yes, uh, it's important. A doubt. It'd be great for their great for their prize money. It'd uh, be great for morale uh, moving on into next year, and it'd be a good send off for Signs as well,
3: uh, I know. as
0: it's his last season uh, for the team. Uh, he's obviously moving to uh, Ferrari. There's, there's
1: a, I think it's seventeen points now. McLaren have a hundred and seventy-one in the constructors and racing point have a hundred and fifty-four. Mm-hmm. and Renault, which we were discussing a few years ago, or a few years ago, a few podcasts ago, saying that they're in the box seat are now down at a hundred and forty-four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Yeah, it's all for and there's only two races to go. So a decent result in the next round would pretty much see it. But then the thing is, it only turned because of a couple of incidents. Now you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, could they not let
1: it go? Yeah,
0: you if, know, and, if Perez kept his you know car kind of on track and there wasn't that engine blowout, then there, it would have been a different story altogether. That that racing point would be, you know, they'd they'd be higher in the table than than the McLarens. And um, another
1: another good thing for the the McLaren boys, Charles uh, Lando Norris is on eighty six, and um, Carlos Sainz is on eighty five. So, yeah, uh, it's a so tight, that's going tight to be, battle. I've,
0: I've got a vote react actually to put up about that uh, to see who you think to ask all the fans who they think uh, is going to be the the winner of that battle. It's it's quite an interesting one. Um, and then next and then next year McLaren have Mercedes and Daniel Ricardo. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Well, let's, on, let's move on to Renault. As you mentioned, Daniel Ricardo. Renault's battle uh, and then their, their strategy issues. What do you remember about the strategy issues, Joe?
2: Uh, do you know, the only part of it that actually I do remember was uh, I think Ocon was on older tyres and the two of them just seemed to be stuck. Uh, Danny just couldn't seem to get past Ocon whatsoever, yet was on you know faster tyres. Mm-hmm. Ocon couldn't get past, off oh the love of me, I can't remember who was in front of him. Um thankfully they did switch them. They took team orders and switched them around after what looks like anyway, after Danny got on the radio and did kind of say, look, you know, something needs to be done here, I need to get past. Racing each other is not going to help. At this point, and yeah. given exactly what happened, do you know what I mean? Had they spent not the entire race racing each other, they could have been up higher. And they didn't. They lost out massively today
3: yeah.
2: on something that simple. They spent too long racing each other. Um so yeah, I don't know. Someone kind of messed up. There was a bit of a doo doo in there. I think the strategy should have went better for them,
1: but I think it works I for think me. The strat- <laughs> I think strategies were hampered by Carlos Sainz's uh, spin in Q two. Yeah, because a lot yeah. of people's tires were ruined, mm-hmm. uh, which meant that by the time they, you know, they they done, they were ready to start the lap. Carlos' Sainz spun; it was red flagged, so the tyres were ruined. So it mm-hmm. kind of hamstrung quite a few folk in terms of what they could actually do yeah. in, in the race. Uh, but yeah, it, again, Renault, going from being a team like Ricardo, you know, getting in third place a couple of times, we've seen the return of the shoe. You know, then we were all joking that uh, Cyril Abitable was going to look like the tattooed monster from France. Yeah. Time <laughs> they were done they've became very anonymous, and not anonymous in a good sense. Like, yeah. like kind of like McLaren in the last race, they were they, they were there, then at the end, as Joe said, you were like, oh, Christ, when did they get up there? Oh, I'll take that, not a bother. And Renault are like, okay, well, why are they back there? What's going on? And they've got a decent car, and they've got, I mean, they've got one decent driver. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know what's going on there. They're just, unfortunately for Renault, They've kind of lo. They, they kind of hit good form at the wrong time. Yeah. They this, this is McLaren have the the good the thing for McLaren was they had a good they 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 got a good couple of third places but they've been very much consistent and they've always just been there or thereabouts yeah. uh, and they've been relatively reliable.
0: And they've got two uh, drivers that are Competing as well, I think that's important, really. Yeah. Um, because Ocon really, other than other than performed.
1: Mercedes, I think they're the two most competitive drivers in terms yeah. of like points and things like that. You know, you've not got a Red Bull situation where ones like Albans behind them. The the yeah. both McLaren drivers, I think he's got eighty five points as well. Where Verstappen's in third or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, there's not a big disparity between the two of them. And what people need to remember as well, this is only Lando Norris's second season. I think people seem to forget this is not, uh, this is not uh, like, I can't remember Formula One without Landon Norris, not because I'm a massive fan, I respect him as a McLaren fan, uh, I'm more of a team fan rather than a driver, my driver yeah. was, you know, Juan Pablo Montoya, uh, <laughs> you know, don't laugh about that, he a good driver. Someone had to uh, like him.
3: <laughs> oh no!
1: I used to, I followed him in the old kart days in America before he came over. So you know I'd been watching him for a while before that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, there's just it's just he just deserves to be there. You know, no one's questioning that he shouldn't be in Formula One. Whereas there's you know I think there should be more question marks about a couple of the other young young ones. Jovanotti. Uh, Jovan, Giovin- well just Mister Who uh, Latifi. I keep forgetting really? he's still there. Okay. I, I don't know why they signed them again. Maybe it was lack of options. Uh... Uh, uh,
0: we've got a, a comment from Leon again. Leon Salinas. Uh, he's, he said it's just weird. Uh, Renault's sudden uprise and sudden plunge. It is weird. It's it's inconsistent, uh, and obviously that's something they need to sort out because there's a a rather vocal driver coming in next year that will certainly <laughs> make it known uh, that he's not happy uh, if, if if there's. They're not, the team aren't performing to where he thinks they should be. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for your comment. Um, oh, JR's actually uh, commented again. Uh, Ocon refused his box for two laps, then he came in under demand. So uh, he was he was pulled into the pits practically by, uh, like his engineers were dragging him by. Well, his, Ocon, his.
1: that worked out well for you, son, didn't it? Yeah. I
3: know. He's a
2: bit young to be, de- like, refusing pits and stuff like that, don't you think? I mean,. Yeah. It's one thing when you've been in for a good couple of years and you've got an idea of how things go, but, I mean, he's only, bought first year back? Yeah. I don't know. Never mind. He's mm. done it now.
0: I want to talk, while we're on the subject of Renault uh, and Daniel Ricciardo, uh, for, to be specific, um, he had some strong words uh, for the TV directors of the F1. Nice segue. Uh, nice. Did you like that? Yeah? That I wonder
2: good. how you were going to slide that one in. I wondered oh, for a see. second
0: when you were going for that one. Like, I'm, I'm yeah, getting yeah. better at this uh, presenting <laughs> mark, aren't I? <laughs>
2: probably help if we didn't keep pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we're talking about Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> uh, he
1: had
2: some strong... right, right,
1: right, right. We're going to stop it there. The pronunciation of Ricciardo. Change oh. that now. Mm. Ricciardo, what? Ricciardo. That's
2: actually the correct pronunciation. Ricciardo is the correct pronunciation. Uh, Does Daniel, Daniel
1: doesn't
0: even call himself that. He stopped doing
2: it because it was easier to do it. Directly. Anyway, that's going to happen. We'll argue about that later, Coop. So,
0: so he had some strong words for the TV directors yes. of the F1 world. Uh, He's speaking immediately after the race. Ricardo said, uh, I'm firstly happy that he's okay from it, from what I saw. But he then added, I'm disgusted and disappointed with Formula One for showing or choosing the way to show it it as they did. And broadcast replays after replays after replays of the fire. His car split in half. And then, like that's not enough, they go to his onboard. Why do we need to see this? We're competing again in an hour. His family has to keep watching that. All our families have to keep watching it that and you're effing with everyone's emotions. It's really unfair. It's not entertainment. It was just very, very poorly handled. It felt like a game and it's not. We're lucky he's here, but it could have been a different story. Just show it like it's something from Hollywood. It's not <coughs> cool. Choose to do that tomorrow, but not today. What are your thoughts on that, Coops? What 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 what's your opinion? Is that do you agree with what he's saying or do you disagree? No. <coughs> totally it, don't agree with that is is it a flat out black and white no you don't agree or do you agree with some sentiments
1: no i don't agree with it because uh, uh in this day and age if the world feed didn't show it someone with a mobile phone was going to show it and yeah. would they have any control over that you know so they did exactly what they should have done now back in the day like, we've, I've watched videos on YouTube, you know, like I like looking at history and, as you know, I'm doing stuff to do with Ferrari just now. So I watch a lot of stuff. And back in the day, there was a car accident and there's a guy in a car, and there's one in particular at Zandvoort of the car upside down and fire. The camera did not move. Mm-hmm. And you watched the person die in the car as another driver tried <laughs> to flip it back over and, you know, fire extinguishers weren't a thing and people yeah. were just pointing at it and, you know. Excuse me. You just the, see the, the heartbreak.
0: I remember that one. You just see the heartbreak yeah, of the other driver. The guy could.
1: walking away, knowing he couldn't get his yeah. friend out
0: of the car, and yeah. the camera did
1: not move. The camera—it was like, "Oh, look, point it there."
3: Mm.
1: But you know, as much as we were, you know, picking our pants to be polite, because the cameras wouldn't go to the crash site like it normally does, because we were fearing the worst. The world feed didn't do that. You know, done that on purpose. That was by design. It's like, we will wait until we know he's out the car and we'll wait and see how well he is and then they'll just they'll let it come out like if daniel ricardo didn't want to see that and in the in the while he was in the pit leave like there don't look at the telly mm. if anybody else didn't want to see it turn it off but the thing is if we, I, I want the only time i've watched i watched the hubert accident twice once because i wasn't watching the race live and i saw comments and people were like oh my goodness and we were just running the site we were quite early on running it and i'm like what's going on here
3: mm-hmm.
1: so i watched it once just to see like right, is it as bad as it looked of course motorsport fans like i'm talking for myself but in general you kind of know when something's really bad you just yeah. have that feeling of oh i don't like that so we put a thing up, we wouldn't allow it to be po- posted on the site, we wouldn't allow any news out till we knew what had happened. And I think again, because I think we were, I watched it again, just so I could understand a bit more later on. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't watched it since, because I knew what happened. Yeah. Now, I'll probably watch the Grosjean cash numerous times, because I'm curious about, like, so how did this happen, what did that happen and- It came out relatively fine.
0: And and, mm-hmm. and I think obviously it does help to know that he got out safely, and th- and that's a great point. Uh, and I I'll, I'll I'll give you my opinion on on what Daniel Ricardo Ricardo says. Sorry, keeps Ricardo says mm-hmm. um, I I agree with aspects of what he's saying, but I disagree with the the general um, that they shouldn't have shown the it at all.
1: Was very harsh, and I what,
0: don't what, what think I it. think they should have done is I think they should have censored it in the pit lane. Because obviously you do have the drivers. They are going to trying to remain in a in a mindset. If they've got the information that the driver's okay, cool. We've got business to do in an hour's time. While they set up this uh, this barrier, let's not. They sh- maybe they shouldn't have. They should either either censored the pit lane or not showed it until the drivers were back in their cars, lining up on the pit lane to go out to uh, to to race. Now, like I said, I don't I, know if
1: that I, would be possible logistically because you know the pit lane needs to have. The video, the the feed, you know, it's not up. To, it's not up to Formula One and the world feed to babysit the drivers or to babysit people watching something. If you don't want really to watch a program on the telly, regardless of what it is, you don't watch it. Mm. You don't need Netflix to tell you, "Oh, you'll not like this," so we're not going to put this on for you. If he doesn't want to see that, don't look at the TV screen because he's been around long enough to know that those kind of things will be replayed. Once you know that people are safe, yeah. And it's going to get replayed because that's what happens. And you know, nobody knew how it happened. Nobody could work it out. Nobody. Everyone was like, "How did it get there?" And I mean, even Martin Brundle's going, "Look, the car's in the barrier. Why did that?" And then everyone's kind of assessing it and working it out in their head and looking at it. You know, he's on board, cut out about four or five feet or whatever it looked before it hit the before it went near the barrier.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that you know, it's like trying to understand how the events worked out in the way they are because they are so fantastical in a sense because it's like that's never happened and you know I think as you say it's the late 80s I think was the last actual fire accident that wasn't in a pit lane mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm 38 I was like 6 at the time that happened uh, in eighty eight, eighty nine. so you know we are a curious it. bunch just, we are curious and if we don't find it, if we don't find it through the world feed, somebody with a camera would have been filming it with a camera phone somewhere. Horrible, grainy footage where you wouldn't be able to be sure what's going on. Yeah. Uh, it would be found out, and if the world feed put it out that way, then they're in control of it. They didn't show anything
0: until they knew he was safe.
1: They didn't show anything, thingy. They, I think they done they done what they should have done. They showed it. They showed the reaction
0: to people. You know. What are your opinions on this, Joe? Do you, do, you uh, do you agree with Ricardo or do you dis- disagree? Do you, did you see too much? Did you not see enough? What What do you think?
2: I can sympathise and I completely understand where he's coming from. I also think that, and I mean this with the utmost respect, it's got a bit of a cheek, to be honest with you, because there has been how many crashes in F1? Some of them horrific and it's never bothered them before.
3: Yeah.
2: I think the issue here has been ultimately the fire. You know, as humans, we automatically fear fire, um, or the ones that aren't complete nutters and drive F1 cars. Um, (laughs) But when it comes to any crashes and any type of uh, racing especially, when the fire is involved, that's it. It takes it to a whole new level. Um, The safety aspect that we have now means that fire is very seldomly seen. And when it is, it's like with... You know Perez and um, the rest of human life is is not gone but it's it's minute, and I think that has shook him to the core along with other ones I think Seb was one of the other ones that, that you know agreed with them yeah. but I also think that like Grosjean's already talking about getting back in the car mm. right it takes a special kind of nutter to do these jobs <laughs> Absolutely. We are, yeah, we are F1 fans. So we scrutinize every little thing. We think about, you know, detail. Detail is everything to us, whether it's strategy, whether it's whatever. Yeah. N- you know, we want to relook at these things, not out of morbid curiosity, but out of trying to understand it. Yeah. I mean, I know I am petrified of fire, like insanely petrified of fire. Yeah. I watched every single one of those replays. And to my memory, Every single one was detailing different aspects of what happened, was going through different. It wasn't played just for the sheer hell of saying, look at this. And mm. what people also, including the drivers, have to remember is as soon as that was happened, it was tweeted. And then you've got fans that weren't watching turning on and they yeah. need to, you know, they're replaying it because there's new viewers looking at it. There's new eyes on screen and. Mm. Um, and also, Grosjean's wife and children knew, as we did, they watched that live feed the same way as we did. Yeah. The pit crew watched it. I mean, I'm sure uh, Gunther says later on, he found out everything as we did. Yeah. Um, but how many races have you watched the start of? You know, when they come in on their scooters and all the rest of it. What are the majority of them doing? Sitting there, in their moment, in their little bubble, with their headphones on. They don't want to see that. Go and put your bloody headphones on. Yeah. Like I'm not being funny. You know you have a job to do. You know this is going to get played. You know it's unavoidable and it's never bothered you before. I get why you don't want to watch it. I completely understand. You have an entire pit crew. You have all of these people as part of your side of the garage. Surely to God there is a signal. I think this is one of the things that needs to be looked at for later down the line. There has to be a way in which they can signal, even to their PA or whatever. That's it. I can't see anymore. I've got to get back into that car. I need to be in a different frame of mind. And they're shielded from it. They know that they can go, put their headphones on, yeah. Sit in the loo if you have to. Do whatever it <laughs> is, but put, you know, put a plan in place for the future. Because yeah. this has happened hundreds of times before, it's just been made a lot worse with the fire. I think
0: uh, absolutely, and it's just the, the, hit a few nerves. The fire added to the drama, and um, we've got a couple yeah. of comments on on it actually. Uh, Leon Salinas says, "I don't agree with Ricardo." Yeah. I think he's going with it, going with what we're all saying here, really. Um I, I say, I, I kind of agree with the sentiments of maybe they shouldn't have shown it down the pit lane, um, but I don't agree that we shouldn't have seen it at all. Uh, J.R. uh Christ, they showed center replay non-stop, and he died. So yeah, they showed him on the ground, surrounded by safety staff, covered in blood. Then it went away, and it didn't come back until he was taken away. I was a kid, and I remember Dad saying, "I can't believe they are showing that." Uh, showing that, so I don't know. Uh, James Houghton has said, I think they were right to show it over and over again. If I'd spent so many years trying to right the wrongs of decades gone by with millions of pounds spent trying to keep people alive. And that had now happened when everyone was watching uh, and and thought he was a gunner. I'd be shouting from the hilltops that finally everything has come together and saved drivers lives. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with you uh, there, there, uh, Sponge. Um, Absolutely top point, you know. And I made this point in a comment in, in the paddock, actually. Um, they have they have gone such a long way with safety. You know, these drivers, if any, if they don't want to watch it, they don't have to watch it on the screen, of course. Um, but actually, is it not a, a kind of an affirmation that the F1 are doing everything they possibly can do uh, to save people's lives? Is it not kind of sh- uh, evidence to show that actually, if you have quite a heavy crash, you know, with forces of 53G, you have got a very, very high potential chance of surviving. Does that not give them confidence to go out in the car mm. and race the balls off that engine? You know, uh, I, I absolutely believe so. I believe that's the case, and that's why I disagree with them with the main points. But I can obviously, uh, you know, empathise with yeah. his point of seeing a bit of it too much in the pit lane. Um, As with
2: everything else, it's something to get better for the next inevitable time something bad happens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, learn from it. I do, I do. I'm with you. I completely understand where he's coming from. That mm-hmm. guy's got to get back in that car. I wouldn't want to watch it over and over again. Yeah. But, you know, it's happened before. Maybe you all should have had something in place before now.
0: <laughs> so, uh, let's move on now to uh, to the, the preview of, of the race coming up. We've got a second race in Bahrain. <laughs> um, it's called... The Squabble! The... <laughs> Is it's it not the... a fool? <laughs> A squabble. the squabble? the squabble. oval
2: or fogle. So a square oval, oval is a uh, squabble. I thought you were talking in proper Scottish then. I didn't.
0: Uh, <laughs> I didn't understand the word. No. I was like, I think, I'm going to need subtitles for these two Scots. I can't believe I'm. Uh... I think I think the term you. I think you were looking
1: for is Gaelic. Proper Gaelic.
0: Scottish. Yes, Scot- well, that's what I will call you, Scots. <laughs> 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 Sorry to the Scottish listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so, okay, so our Gaelic uh, duo—it's uh, mm-hmm. a squoval, it, yeah.
1: Squoval. Yes.
0: So it's like an oval, but with square corners or square bits. Oh,
1: squiggly bits.
0: Squiggly bits. Oh, okay.
1: Squiggly
0: bits. Yeah, it is. It—it's—it's it's an oval, basically. It's—it's uh, it's the outer circuit of the Bahrain International Circuit. Uh, l- race length is three point five four three kilometers. Uh, it's got eleven turns. Is that lap length, you mean? lap length yeah uh, a race yeah. distance is 307.995 kilometers uh we're going to have a lot of laps of this circuit we're going to have 87 laps uh, of this circuit uh, and of course we haven't got a, r- a lap record um because we've never raced on it uh, in a formula one car we haven't got a minute it'll be what? less yeah coops yeah it'll, it'll be, be less than a moon. minute it'll they, be... they, oh, 56, 56, they, they predicted 56 seconds yeah something like that's going yeah. to be the fast lap yeah, um, sub sixty. Definitely. So uh, the tire compounds that we've got are the C two, C three, C four. Uh, so that's a pretty standard uh,
1: tire compound. That's kind of in the middle. Like it's not the yeah. hardest. Yeah. But it's kind of right.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not the softest. It's not the hardest. It's kind of yeah. Just. That's fine. Standard
1: um, fare for Pirelli this season,
3: I think.
0: Really? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and the schedule is completely different to the weekend. Uh, so uh, this is a. Dusk race, isn't it? Sorry, I think is that is that. Is that nah, it's
1: ten past five at night. It starts over. Yeah. Like,
0: so oh, is it night time? A late. night race then. Yeah, it's it's a lot really late. Late. Yeah, okay, yeah, a lot, a lot later then. Sorry, uh, my my confusion. I don't
1: know what I'm going to do with myself on Sunday.
0: The race <laughs> usually starts just at lunchtime. It's like
1: five o'clock. What am I doing? It's five uh-huh. o'clock
0: start. Yeah, you'd be ready, ready in your PJs, wouldn't you? At seven, as soon as the, it, soon as it was uh...
1: bad enough when the Turkish one was ten past ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I quite like that. You get the race done, and then you can still have the full day. <laughs> to do that you like. But anyway, so the schedule I for then the weekend. The highlights
1: and then this, the other, you know.
0: this is UK <laughs> times. Um, Friday free practice is 1.30 p.m. till 3 p.m. Free practice 2 on Friday is 5.30 p.m. till 7 p.m. Free practice 3 on Saturday is 2 p.m. till 3 p.m. Qualifying on Saturday is 5 till 6 And then the race on Sunday is 5, uh, 10 past 5 in the evening. So don't Can forget to
1: put in the comments what time it is for him. Who? If it's for
2: him. Uh, so if it's 10 past 5, it'll be 10 past 12 for Yeah.
1: Oh, so he's actually getting to watch a race at a decent time?
2: Yeah. yeah, he's five hours behind us. So the Bahrain time is 8.10 for the race start. For us, it's 5.10. For him, it's uh, twelve. So, welcome to
1: how, how as Europeans watch the Grand Prix. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyone who doesn't know, JR's over in the good old US of A. Yeah,
2: uh,
1: So, they tend, they're, un- unfortunately, I think it's one race when the Circuit of America's come back, it's probably the only one that he gets a decent time on. Yeah. Uh, and Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, not too bad. Mexico, probably. So there's like three in Canada. So there's like four races out of 20 race season that they get a decent. That's not time. too
0: bad. That's, that's, a, that's a high percentage. That's like 22% or something like that. <laughs> we get the race <laughs> at a decent time.
2: do not let I'm showing you. Gonna... The boy gets up at like four in the morning for work. He's just that
0: dedication, uh, dedication for the race as well. <laughs>
1: there's a okay. lot of American flags in the comments, JR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Should we, uh, should we read any comments from the listeners and um, watchers? Um, oh yeah, I'm loving the Bottas ones. Yeah, a lot of people commented. When we've already, we've already touched on uh, Russell and Bottas, not in a physical way, in a, in a, <laughs> in a metaphorical sense. So I do apologise. So why we do did you say we...
1: that without waiting that mistake?
0: <laughs> so if you if you do want to hear what our opinions are, we by all means. Give it a watch or listen to our podcast because we will turn this into a podcast after the uh, after the vodcast is finished. So by all means, you can listen to that on Spotify or your preferred podcast provider. Um, that will be available tomorrow, hopefully. Um, so yeah, thanks very much. We'll, yeah, so we we have commented on on Russell and Bottas, uh, Leon. Uh, well, let, let's let's just ask the. I'll, I'll read the comments out. Uh, Adrian Major says, I want Russell to show his worth and get a lap record. Uh, Leon Salinas says, Russell is going to end Bottas' career, which is an interesting point. It's something we touched on earlier, as I say. Um, and Adrian says, when I say show his worth, I mean for him to prove to Mercedes that he deserves to get a full-time race seat at a Merck in the future. I hope he does prove that, because I do believe that he has got what, he's ta- what it takes. Um, I think... What we're at now, the point that we're at now, is race predictions for the weekend uh, coming up. So, Sakia race, it's the outer track. People in the comments, please drop what your predictions are. We'll read some of them out. Remember, we haven't got Lewis Hamilton this week, so you can't put him. And I'm sure there'll be celebrations going on around the world uh, that we're at least gonna definitely not get a Lewis Hamilton win. Um, So, I'll go to Coops first. Pick your top three. Pick your first two crash out, uh, which can't be Grosjean. And You've just pick... killed it. <laughs> Hamilton first, Grosjean out first. Uh, and then, uh, but yeah, just who's going to get the fastest lap? Give us, give us, a, give us a clue. What, okay. what do you think?
1: Okay, so top three. Verstappen, yep. which I said in the last race. Thanks for that, Max. Uh, nice. uh, so <laughs> Verstappen, uh, Russell... And uh, I want to go Perez.
0: To the oh, top. nice. So Joe, can mix up there. Joe, what's your top three? I'll, I'll come back for you. Your, your first crash out in a second. Let's go for your top three first, Joe.
2: Uh, so for me, I'm going Max. Uh, I'm going Russell Bottas.
0: Ooh, I'm gonna go Bottas, Verstappen, Perez, and I do think. Joe, I think it's important to, to to nominate where George George Russell will finish. I think he'll okay. be I think he was sixth. 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 So where do you think where do you think Russell will come uh, oh you you said in the in the top three, didn't you, uh No, nice second. Yeah, did you did you say yeah. did you put Russell in, in the in the top three, Joe? Or did you did Yeah,
2: you I put him in second.
1: Ooh. I so, oh, George waiting him down, damn it.
2: Oh, of course I am. And for the record, I did write down last weekend and everyone that was in the comments as well, but none of us got close, so yeah, forget it. Yeah, we all
0: wrong. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. We're, we might be right this weekend. You so let, know. Uh, Who do you, th- you think is going to have an accident? Uh, Grosjean's not there. Is it going to be left to uh, K-Mag to uh, go? Or go? I was going to say that Latifi, but he doesn't drive fast enough
1: <laughs> to have an accident.
0: It could be an opportunity for russell to uh, to lap Latifi. that'd be uh, interesting
1: uh-huh. would it be hard? I could lap him when I'm safe <laughs> one
0: well it's certainly such a short lap and the obviously the Merc is so quick i think i i I would hazard a guess at them lapping twice
2: oh yeah I think so easily
0: twice easily and and I think the top three will probably lap the whole field at oh, yeah. least. that's a prediction that's a prediction you can write down or not write down i'm doing it yeah
2: (laughs) i'm gonna hold you to it it's
0: good it's good i don't don't mind you can hold me to it uh so james houghton sponge uh resident artist has said russell's russell for the first 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 place top step max in second and lando in third that would be a great a great That'd podium.
1: Be that would be superb. Not for my fantasy team, it wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, not. Oh, from... mine's
0: already done Have you all changed your fantasy? Because I've taken Lewis Hamilton out. Because I, <laughs> I didn't want him in there. I don't uh, have Lewis in. I've got
1: Mercedes uh, as a constructor, but not Lewis. In. <laughs>
0: uh, J R Witten has put he wants Russell to win, Perez second, and Verstappen third. Interesting. Could be. Could be. And Leon Salinas has said Perez, Verstappen, and Russell. So you all. No, that would be
1: good if Perez won it
0: yeah really would be winter. it's a high speed race so it it could it could favor the pink mercedes actually um because it's yeah it's gonna be a quick race and they and that they their place that they struggle in comparison to the mercedes proper is the corners so there's not many of those is there so it's it's got yes. a it's got a very strong possibility for it to for it to be a pink mercedes favor um, so yeah, that's that's good. Some good predictions there. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing a lot a lot of those come to fruition or not. Um, Adrian Major said first is Battery voltas, which means Val- uh, Valtteri Bottas for those uh, the, who are struggling to put an anagram together or <laughs> a joke comment together. Uh, second is Russell, George Russell, and third will be Max. You're all pretty much saying a very similar thing. Mm. Uh, obviously. Adrian, there's going with me for the top step. Uh, Valtteri Bottas. Be uh, interesting to see. Um, I, I think yeah. I think he probably will. Um, that's my. No.
1: What would you think would happen if Russell was taken out and then Jack can gets into tenth and gets the first point for Williams? <laughs> oh, I'd love
0: that. That'd be horrible that would be for him, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: yeah. That would be. Oh dear. No. No. Uh, but yeah. It's gonna. It's definitely gonna be an interesting race, and it, it, because Hamilton's not in, because we've got a few mix-ups, uh, you know, it could. It could definitely throw up a couple of surprises. One thing I did notice today, I didn't read the full article, but uh, Günther Steiner, I think, from what I've seen, has said that Mick Schumacher may race at Abu Dhabi if Grosjean isn't fit enough. Uh which would be pretty mm. entertaining. To be honest, I don't see Grosjean. I don't think mentally, because I think it's pretty clear that he wants to get back in the car. And as we all know, race drivers are a different breed. Yeah. You know, if you remember, was it last year that the Japanese Grand Prix uh, they had the big storm and everybody was locked down, and they had to have qualifying on the Sunday and then the race. He went out and bought one of those big one-eighteenth scale Airfix kind of Formula One models.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, normal people like us take weeks of doing that. He yeah. built it and he's he sat and he had done it in about six hours, about four or five hours.
3: From,
1: <laughs> he didn't paint it because it was already kind of pre-painted. He built the thing with its engine, with the cover, with everything <laughs> to a very, very, very high standard. And he's just like, "Oh God, I sort of done." And we we're all like, "Okay, yeah. right, yeah." We've, I've just spent the last four hours messing about on YouTube. But good man, <laughs> uh, messing
0: about like, on YouTube, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube. yeah,
1: YouTube. Or TikTok. <laughs> I'm TikTok. YouTube. I'm always on
2: TikTok.
1: <laughs> Not doing anything at all productive. No, no never. Uh, never. But, you know, what we was saying I there, I actually almost forgot my point there, so thanks for calling <laughs> for saying, uh, But what I was saying was, I mean, have you <laughs> seen the size of the bandages in Grosjean's hands? Yeah. Now, he's got about, what, a week and a bit to heal them up to a point where he can get gloves on them? And actually well, he's
2: already to... actually down to much, much smaller ones. He's got the Mickey Mouse ones off, and he's just got uh, his pinky and ring finger are... i have got something round them, but the rest of his hand is now almost clear. So he is healing pretty quickly.
1: Right, uh, to every every viewer that's watching, can you just see my point sink to where the Titanic was? Sorry. <laughs> hey, never mind then, we'll just move on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it doesn't mean, like, he can't... Yeah, i was just shut up. <laughs> oh, that's now, that's now, dangerous.
0: you two. You're supposed to be <laughs> Scottish together, and you know. We are Scottish, but
1: the, the thing that you've got to realise from, from us, we are very sarcastic people. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> and we
2: always sound so, horrible to each other when we're actually we're being not, very affectionate. Very, <laughs> much,
1: <it's> very, <laughs> aye. very much affectionate. Anyone yeah. that comes to Scotland Think we're all shouting at each other and we're very angry people. Actually, that's just banter. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's how so, you show your love
1: yeah oh yeah <laughs> of
0: course okay <laughs> well, pit, all, those, all, all those predictions are in um we we, we think obviously we all think of a, a few different things let's see next week uh who was right and who was wrong uh we will be having a live vodcast next week so please come along uh, and speak to us again uh again 8 30 p.m uk time if you are elsewhere in the world so you know, Sorry, there JR. A over there. Sorry, Jr. Sorry, <laughs> Jr. Uh, but you know, maybe maybe you'll be able to uh, to come and join us again. Um, I'm looking forward to the race. I think it's going to be an exciting one. Uh, I, I think I think there'll be some interesting uh, strategy calls. Um, but I can't think of anything else to, to to talk about now. I think we've we've pretty much exhausted. I mean, we could sit and chat here we <laughs> not, but we've we, we, we exhausted all the points on our list. Um, Please don't forget to like all of our social media pages if you're on Instagram, Twitter. You're obviously here on Facebook. Uh, just uh, by all means join at Join EF1 uh, for all of our other social medias. Um, as, you can pro- as you can see for me, I've no longer got a moustache on my face because uh, Movember is, em- uh, is over. That's what was different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd done something to your eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> to... No, they're still bushy. Um, but <laughs> just because we've lost our moustaches doesn't mean you don't have to donate. You can, by all means, head over to our donation page uh, and give us whatever you can, just to just to you know donate to the great cause. And of where is that
1: donation page? Sorry, coots. Where is that donation page? Remember? The donation
0: page. It's on. It's on the page. We'll, buy and we'll whack it in the comments uh, in a moment uh, to make sure you've got the opportunity to do so. We, we raised one hundred and sixty-five pounds so far. Uh, but the, the pot's still open and you can by all means add more at any point that you want to so thank you very much for all the don- the donations of the people that did provide money uh, and thank you very much if you're thinking about do- donating us in the future there are some pictures floating around as well with the full uh after effects of a month's worth of hair growth on your top lip so on our top lips so thank you very much uh for listening today um this will be turned into a podcast uh, and you can listen to it if you did miss the start uh, and you want to listen to it on your journeys, on, on your walk around town or on your on your commute to work. By all means do that. It'll be on Spotify uh, and many other podcasting services. Um, but that's been everything from Everything F1 from Coops, Everything F1 from Joe and Everything F1 from me. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, I do hope you all have a wonderful evening uh, and we'll speak to you again next weekend. Thank you very much. Bye.
3: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.